Similarly, on an occasion, you know, when the Prophet was um, sitting with one of his companions and a woman was hurrying towards him. I mean, she was in a hurry. She was in an emergency. She needed to talk to him about something that concerned her. And so she did not even have time probably to observe Parda or anything. She just came out as she was. And because she was so beautiful, uh, the companion of the Prophet, you know, his jaw literally dropped. Imagine that. And instead of saying anything to the woman, the Prophet just held his companion's chin in his hand and he turned his face away. He was so angry that he just turned his companion's face away without even saying a word, you know. He, his gesture was enough. It was enough to tell the to actually embarrass the companion as well. That I mean, what what are you doing? You know, that was exactly what his gesture meant. He's like, look away. Who cares how she's dressed? It's not your business if she's beautiful or not. That doesn't give you the right to make her feel uncomfortable. If she did not observe Parda for some reason, that does not give you the right to think that you are allowed to stare at her. This this is a very pagan view, by the way. And this is a very, very pagan, very unenlightened, very ignorant view, a very, very small-minded view that our people seem to have. And they seem to continue with that, you know. You would even hear some women very smugly, very arrogantly say, you know, if you're going to give somebody something to see, obviously they're going to see it. Well, no, I'm sorry. That's not what Islam says. Listen, I believe in this thing. If you follow a set of rules and principles, you either follow it completely or you just leave it if you have a problem with it. You cannot take a religion or a divine law and then twist it to suit your purpose. So you're going to say, oh, you know what? In our culture, in our pagan culture, parents are next to God. So it means they own their children so they can say and do whatever they want to their children. Their children are their properties. In our pagan culture, women are men's properties. So, you know, we can do anything we want with our women. We have the rights on them. We are like their majazi khuda, whatever that meant to the, you know, to our pagan ancestors. And then suddenly you remember Islam when it suits you and you say, oh, no, no, you know, in Islam, there is this concept of parda. So you have to observe parda. Islam is a very practical religion. Okay. It's all about your comfort. Islam has made a set of rules to protect you and to save you in whatever way it can. And it's all about human rights and it's all about privacy and it's all about practicality. Okay, so whatever feels wrong to your heart, and that's what the Prophet also said, if there is a tussle between your mind and your heart, listen to your heart. In other words, what he meant is that when you have this strong feeling that something is wrong, it means it is wrong and you should not do it anymore. You shouldn't try to find logic behind it. Because, I mean, that's what uh, Hazrat Ibrahim was doing, you know. When he tried to understand his pagan contemporaries and his family members and his society and some were worshipping the sun and some were worshipping the moon and he was trying to find the logic behind it. And at the end he found out that logic was whatever you make of it. You know, you, you can make anything sound logical, but at the end of the day, if it's not the truth, if, if your heart knows and your brain knows that it's not the truth, you can provide as many logics as you want to. It will not matter. So looking for logic just to 
think just to make yourself feel that you know what I'm right yeah that doesn't work in Islam in Islam logic is about proving objectively if something is right or wrong not to suit your purpose okay if you have a problem with a law in Christianity or in Islam you know what leave it if you can't understand it leave the religion altogether but don't try to change it to suit you why because there is a reason behind any such law for example now, in Islam, it is very clear where Islam stands on sexual harassment. It is so clear that the Prophet has said that even if a man sits next to a woman, and if that makes her uncomfortable, and the man refuses to move, that is harassment. It means that the man is deliberately or intentionally making the woman uncomfortable by refusing to move despite the fact that he notices that she is uncomfortable. So again, to protect everybody from such an awkward position, Islam has already said, you know, when a man and a woman are supposed to sit together, try to give some space between the two of them, you know, have some sort of a social distancing. And aren't we observing social distancing nowadays? Oh, because of the virus, but haven't you seen the importance of it? Haven't you realized what it really means? It means giving the other person his space, respecting the other person's space. In Islam, respecting another person's space is extremely important. And any form of harassment to any person, to any gender, is unacceptable. So that even if in Islam, it's said for both again, women and men, that you should not talk to each other in such a way as if you're trying to charm each other because you don't know 